Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me here today on The Communication Architect. Each week, we'll share content that will empower you to grow your personal leadership capacity through the development of communication competencies that build emotional health and relational resilience. We'll unpack some practical applications of interpersonal, intrapersonal, family, and organizational communication. And we'll connect with stories of transformation that will inspire you to achieve personal and social change. Now, let's build the scaffolding you need to become a communication architect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, a lifelong homeschooling parent, author, and president of Chula Vista Christian University, a four-year university that centers on mentor-driven, Bible-based, debt-free higher education. If you're new to the show, we've been in a season unpacking American education, so be sure to scroll back on my podcast for tips on breaking free from the toxic traits of traditional education. Parents, it is time for us to step up and rescue the next generation. If you haven't heard, my new book, Outsourced, is available in print and on Kindle. You can go to outsourcethebook.com to order, or you can find all of my books, blogs, and podcasts on the cvcu.us presidents page. Pastors, if you'd like to know more about how you can play a vital role in rescuing the outsourced generation, go to cvcu.us and click the Start an Academy tab. We can have your campus up and running in just four weeks. We have three levels of support for you at CVCU, church-based support classes, college degree programs, and the Start a homeschool academy program. This semester, we launched a very exciting community outreach, tuition-free homeschool support that's not yoked to a woke government system. Check it out at cvcu.us. Well, today I'm very excited to have a special guest with us on the show. We have Tristan Tang, who's a tremendous visionary, a leader, and a political science major at Chula Vista Christian University. Tristan, thank you so much for being with us today. Dr. Dunn, it's such an honor. Thank you for having me on your radio show. Well, I know our listeners are really going to enjoy getting to know you. Tristan, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about your upbringing. You have a unique story coming to America and this transition that you made into the world of homeschooling. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, as you mentioned, I wasn't born in the U.S. I was born in Malaysia, right? This small Southeast Asian country right on the equator, uh, and that's actually where also my parents and my grandparents were born and raised. So I was born in Malaysia. And then when I was four, my dad's work, he's in the mechanical engineering field. And so because of my dad's work, we then moved to China. So we lived in the city of Shanghai for about five years. And then my dad's work brought us to San Diego in 2012. So We've been here in the United States. It'll be about 11 years uh, come this fall. So uh, actually, uh, last year in March, I did get my citizenship. I became naturalized. So I'm really happy about that. But that's a little bit about yeah my background. Uh, and so in terms of homeschooling, from there okay yeah sorry about that i don't know why no i logged out okay so in terms of homeschooling i was uh in preschool and kindergarten when i was in china and i went to an international school right uh, so five days a week i went to school so i was in kind of a, a normal school type 
in China. But then when I came over to the U.S., my mom decided to homeschool me and my three younger siblings. Uh, and she actually started homeschooling with my younger brother in, in Shanghai towards, I think, the last year of when we were in China. Because my mom felt, hey, I, I think my brother may just might just need a little bit more attention. So she decided to try to homeschool, and it worked out great. And so when we moved over to America, my mom decided, all right, we're going to homeschool the whole family. And so when we came to San Diego, we initially started with uh, sunlight. So my mom bought, my mom used the sunlight curriculum, brought, bought the books, and, and we used that for a little bit. We also enrolled uh, in some class days at Heritage Christian School. And then in 2014 or 2015, my mom found out about classical conversations. And so I, I and my siblings, we enrolled in classical conversations. So I did one year of foundations and essentials, they call it. And then I progressed all the way until challenge three. So that's a little bit about my homeschooling background as well. Really fantastic. And I know a lot of that foundation has built you into the person you are. We are Sunlight fans. We've talked a lot on the show about Sunlight as well. And because of that, you spent a great deal of time competing in speech and debate tournaments. Now, what got you interested there, the Homeschool Speech and Debate Club? What do you think were some of the things that you gained from that experience? And would you recommend that parents put their homeschoolers in speech and debate? Why or why not? Sure. I got into speech and debate actually because my mom signed me up, honestly. So <laughs> I had done a couple of you know, public speaking things, obviously going through uh, elementary school, then middle school, and then toward the early years of high school. And I've always found myself to be pretty comfortable on stage. And so my mom noticed that strength. And then she found out about a local speech and debate club in the area we were living in. And so my mom enrolled me in this, in this speech and debate club. We went on the, the first night, uh, the, the, the first meeting of the, of the season, and I was hooked. I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to try this out. And we enrolled in Control Speech and Debate Club. That's the club that I was a part of when I was competing in speech and debate. Uh, and this club is part of the STOA Speech and Debate League. It's a league that is specifically for Christian homeschool students. And I would say that this was the most rewarding extracurricular I ever did uh, in high school. And I gained so much from this experience. So, I mean, I was able to develop really essential skills, things like being able to communicate well, winsomely and persuasively. Uh, I also did debate, so that helped me to uh, think critically about issues, being able to examine a, a topic from multiple perspectives, helped me to learn how to think on my feet, taught me how to research well. And specifically, one more event was uh, apologetics. Now, in, in Stoa, there's this event called apologetics, which basically has students uh, answer questions about the Christian faith, right? Things like, is the Bible the inspired word of God or the science contradict the Bible? And what that event did for me was it really helped to strengthen my own faith, understanding not only what I believed, but more importantly, why I believed it. And so, and, and, and actually one other thing is that I found an incredible community of 
young people, like-minded people who are driven, who are pursuing Christ, and who are knowledgeable, who, who, I'm, who I'm able to carry a conversation with, right? I, I feel like a lot, of, a lot of times the young people today, they're very shallow, but that was not something I found in Stoa. I found amazing uh, fellow high schoolers and junior hires. And so those are the reasons why I would highly encourage any parent who's considering enrolling their child or their children in speech and debate to do so because the skills that they will get will serve them for the rest of their life and will and will make them succeed in any career that they choose. Really phenomenal, Tristan. And, you know, having seen those competitions and the incredible work that Griffith Vertican does at NIHD, I, I know that a lot of the topics center on politically science-related topics. Is that what got you interested in the first place in becoming a poli-sci major? Do you remember that aha moment where you first decided, this is what I want to do? We'll talk more about your why in a second. Sure. I don't think I had one aha moment necessarily, but mm -hmm. I think I had an aha year. <laughs> so my, my interest in political science and in government I think started maybe when I was uh, going into high school and maybe my later middle school years. Thanks to the internet, uh, I found out about conservative influencers and commentators like namely Ben Shapiro. We've all seen his viral videos of him going to college campuses and, and debating uh, students on campus and talking about these political and governmental issues. And so I got exposure. I got exposure to Ben. I got exposure to another organization, PragerU, with their five-minute videos on these on these topics. And also throughout uh, middle school and high school, I took some American history courses, um, uh, U.S. government courses, and they really piqued my interest. I, I became really fascinated with the U.S. Constitution, how governments work, how governments are structured, and so forth. But what really, I think, motivated me to pursue political science was the year 2020. Now, what happened in 2020? We had the coronavirus pandemic. What did that lead to? Government shutdowns of churches, small businesses, schools. And so I really saw uh, government overreach at its finest. And so that, again, made me really concerned. And then in 2020, we also had a racial strife like I have never seen before with the George Floyd uh, incident and obviously riots and unrest all across the nation, I really, um, it really broke my heart. And I was motivated to want to make a change in this arena. And so that year really solidified my desire to pursue political science and study this in college. Phenomenal. And I remember that first time when you told your your why, which for our listeners, we our students need to come in with a why and understand why they're what it is that they feel like God's calling them to in their particular field. So uh, I know you've developed it a lot more over the last couple of years. And so give us your give us your why statement, distilled statement of why you're pursuing a career in political science. Put simply, I want to pursue a career in political science because I want our nation to be blessed. For far too long, we have seen Christians either stay silent or become complicit with the wickedness and the ungodliness in the political and governmental realm. 
And I'm reminded of a quote by Charles Finney, who's a lead preacher in the Second Great Awakening. Here's what he said. God will bless or curse this nation according to the course Christians take in politics. And so I hope to be a disruptor in politics and government, and I want to bring the truths of God's word back into those arenas. So proud of you, Tristan. That is incredible. Tell our listeners how old you are, Tristan. Uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to be 20 in a couple of months. So amazing. If you're just joining the show, we have college student Tristan Tang in the studio to talk about his experience as a homeschooler, a speech and debate champion, and a future influencer in the field of political science. Parents, you want to hear this interview because Tristan is one of these young adults who par- whose parents get asked all the time, what did you do to get this fruit in your child's life? Tristan is a stellar communicator. He's a dedicated scholar. He's a Christ follower through and through. And listen, those are not common adjectives for the next generation. So Tristan, we are so proud of you. Well, at CVC, we start off in general education, as you well know, in what we call our signature Socratic model. And then we move into our mentor classes. Uh, What have been some of the standout experiences that you've had working one-to-one with those mentors in your field? Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a very unique and different way of uh, doing college and university, and I've loved it. I mean, having these one-on-one mentorships with my professors, I mean, what that does is it really fosters a relationship, right? And so I look to some of the mentors that I've had. They're really my professors, but I, I, I call them my mentors because now I really look to them as people that I can ask for advice, not just academically, but also for my spiritual life, my personal life. You know, these are people that aren't just my professors anymore. They're not just my teachers. And and, and secondly, obviously, CBCU, uh, the the university makes sure that uh, they hire world-class experts in their field who are also strong in their faith, right? So what's been really cool is to see how all the professors make sure at at the core of the curriculum or or the core of their teaching is the Bible. Again, the Bible is the center. God is the center and and his word is our foundation for uh, and the springboard for us to then discuss, you know, these these various topics. And, And it's also really cool because uh, these professors are not just knowledgeable in their field, but they've also had real world, real world experience and they have done the things that I want to possibly do. For example, one of my mentors, Kyle Herman, who, who, have I, who I've had multiple courses and mentorships with, he has actually ran for office. He has held an elected position in San Diego as a planning group member. And so that's just really cool to get not only academic knowledge, but also practical knowledge to really get to see how it works in the real world. Yeah, so phenomenal, Tristan. I, I, I know a lot of schools say they're Christian, but they don't hire Christian professors. And Luke 640 tells us the student will become like the teacher. And so it's it's such a joy to see you thriving. Now, you've had a unique experience because normally our students don't get to work in internships until their junior year. But you were this exceptional case, stellar stu- student, and we were able to get you placed on a campaign the first year and then started working with Dr. Garlow, of course, amazing Dr. Garlow. Carlo, from there, tell us a little bit about how that internship experience played out for you. 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks to Dr. Dunn, I got connected with Dr. Garlow, who was teaching one of the general education courses, Biblical Governance and Economics. And through that, I was able to get hired uh, on his organization, Wellversed. So the experience has been absolutely incredible. One, I think the uh, the real blessing is being under his leadership and having direct access to a guy who has so much wisdom right. uh, and so much knowledge about the field of politics. And, and more importantly, how, how does the Bible apply to that realm? So it's been, it's been really, really awesome. And I've really gotten to see, uh, because Dr. Garlow is on the front line, right, right of, of this realm, I really got to see uh, how politics works, um, and I've gone and, and I've been able to get exposed to. I mean, maybe even the life of uh, of an elected official. Um, and there was one other, I guess, internship that you helped me connect with, Doctor Don, which was Marco Contreras. Right. Marco Contreras, who is a part of Awakened Church, he decided to run for office in 2021 in a special election, and I got to help him out a little bit during his campaign, and I even helped him out a little bit when he ran for Chula Vista City Council in the last election cycle. And because of these internships, I've been able to see how politics actually works on the ground. I've, I've gone to see what, it, what does it take to run for office, uh, campaigns and, and uh, grassroots uh, work and, you know, all the tasks that you have to do. So again, it's very real and practical now instead of just all in my head. Um, so I, I really, uh, I've really been, I've been so grateful for getting to have these experiences uh, and, and, and having these connections has served me so well uh, over the over the past couple of years. Really phenomenal. Just the network that you're building. It's so exciting to me. And, you know, I've heard, you've heard me say in class before that I was so concerned with college students before I started CBCU that they they were in this little college bubble and they didn't have a network outside of that. And they would say to me, Dr. Don, I'm scared to graduate. And I thought, oh, this is not right. We should be excited to graduate and you should have a network. And so when I walked in the other day, Tristan, at an event and you were behind the table and you were running a booth and just seeing you succeed as a 19, I know almost 20, but a 19 year old, um, it's, it just brings such joy to my heart. And I know your parents get asked all the time how they turned created such a great kid. And so I know there are parents who are listening to the show, especially young parents, and they want to, they want to have that fruit. They want to have that harvest in their home. They want to know what kind of foundational experiences and training might've been helpful for you in getting where you are. So when you look back over your childhood, which is unique. You've had some unique experiences. What are some, what are some of those experiences that have really helped shape you into the person that you are today? Absolutely. Uh, obviously I am so grateful to my parents and how they have raised me up. They deserve so much credit. Uh, I think number one is my parents have always made it a priority for me and my siblings and for our family to be in the house of God constantly. Right? Every week, Almost every week, obviously, some weeks, maybe there's some exceptions, but, you know, almost every Sunday, a lot of times twice a week, you know, our, we, our family would come to church, right? Um, we would prioritize even, you know, when we got older, serving in church. Mm -hmm. So what my parents did was they made sure that me and my siblings were, were in an environment, right? Where our faith could be strengthened and our faith could flourish. And also they made sure that, hey, 
yes, we are, we believe in God. We are Christians, but they always continue to tell us, tell me and my siblings, take ownership of this faith as well, right? God is not just the God of um, your parents. He's also a God who wants to have a personal relationship with you. So that's number one. Um, I would say my parents really raised us up in God's house. I think that's been a tremendous help um, in developing me into the person I am today. Number two, right, my mom took the brave step of homeschooling <laughs> me and my younger siblings. Yes. And so what did that, what did that do? My, my, my parents, again, my mom specifically, what, what, what she was able to do was she was able to uh, have all of us go through a biblically centered education, right? With sunlight, with classical conversations. So what that did is, again, helped us to understand that the, that the Bible and, and God's word, right, is important. It's not just something that we do on a Sunday, but again, it applies to all areas of our life. And that is the starting place. And that is the foundation for understanding everything else in life. So I think number two would be that uh, my parents ensured that we had a bibli- we had a biblical worldview when it came to our education and, and throughout all of our subjects. And uh, number three, I think my again through my, my my parents decided to enroll us in things that would help us to understand what Christianity is, what we believe. That's again, I think part of the reason why my mom really thought you know speech and debate was a worthwhile endeavor for me. Because again, through apologetics, what, what was I able to do? I was really able to take ownership of my faith and understand why is it that I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior? Not, and not just you know, believe it because my parents believed it or because I had done it for so long. So I think that was extremely helpful as well. Uh, number four, I mean, uh, I know something that my parents have always told me is that um, always be excellent in what you do, right? Whatever you do, kind of do it for the glory of God, right? So just give your best in everything, do your best. And so that's also helped to develop my character. And in terms of experiences, my parents always, you know, did these maybe, some would think little and insignificant, but are definitely significant. Things like making sure as much as possible that we would eat dinner together. uh, And then obviously praying together, or you know, reading the Bible to us, and and honestly, spending time and talking with us about about our faith, and obviously not rejecting us when we had any questions, and also being willing to have some of those hard conversations about topics that are difficult. Uh, and so, I think those are just some of the experiences and some of the training that my parents have done that have helped me uh, to to become who I am today. And um, I hope that helped. Really terrific. Well done. Well done, Tristan. Well, high school students right now are deciding what their next steps are going to be. Why do you think they should consider CVCU? Well, if you're a high school student, you should consider CVCU if you want to go to a university that won't lump on you a huge amount of debt because CVCU's model is you know debt-free. Right, the cost is extremely low compared to all other universities and colleges across the nation. So that's number one. If you want to, if you do not want to have debt, come to CVCU. Number two, if you want to go to a university that actually prepares you for the real world, that actually will give you practical knowledge, 
experience so that you are ready once you graduate, come to CVCU. And third, uh, third, if you want a if you want to go to a university that prioritizes right the word of God that actually uh, centers its education on on God and on, on and on what His Word says. If you want a, if you want to go to a truly Christian institution, come to CBCU. And number four, if you want to go to a university where you can develop relationships with other people, right? Not just stay in your own bubble of studying. Uh, and, and taking and taking tests and so forth, but but actually be able to go to a place, Christian young people, right, like-minded people who can sharpen you, uh, and whom you'll be able to form meaningful friendships with. And also, if you want a place where you can get to connect with um, your your with professors and mentors uh, in your field, come to CBCU. Fantastic, Tristan. Thank you. It was such a joy to have you on the show, Tristan. I'm so proud of you. Great job. Thank you, Dr. Don. Again, it's such an honor to be on the show. And I am so excited to continue on this journey at CVCU. Thank you. Well, we all know that traditional education is broken beyond repair. If you're in 11th or 12th grade, you can apply to Chula Vista Christian University today. Be sure to check out our scholarship page for thousands of dollars in scholarship opportunities. And as Tristan said, we are the lowest priced four-year university on the West Coast. Check out cvcu.us to learn more. Well, again, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn. Thanks for joining us today on the show. We'll be back next week with more of our toxic trait analysis and how you can break free from the system. We'll see you then. Thanks again for joining us here on The Communication Architect. If you have questions about today's episode or if there are topics you'd like to see us address, send your comments via Instagram to at Dr. Lisa Dunn or via email to contact at drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. And remember, strategic communication will help you build greater emotional health and relational resilience. So don't miss the next episode. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on The Communication Architect.